Hello, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. At www.thebalancemind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast, you'll find my other blogs and podcasts, including five things not to say, plus five things you should say to someone who's been raped or sexually assaulted. Today we continue our conversation about sexual assault. You'll hear the story of Sue Houston, author of children's book, Bipolar Bears. Sue will take us back to a manic episode in 2008 that happened after her daughter was born. During this time, Sue relived a sexual assault that happened in 1997. You'll hear how she found closure. Finally, Sue will share her tools for being happy and successful despite bipolar disorder. At the end of this podcast, I will list some resources for survivors of assault and their loved ones. And now, let's hear from Sue. My name is Sue Houston. I live in Canberra, ACT in Australia. I'm 35 years old. I'm a married mother of two young children, three years old and one year old. I'm a primary school teacher. Last year I began an online business to promote and sell my self-published children's book, Bipolar Bears. Can you give us the address of this website? www.bipolarbears.net.au My official diagnosis was made in 2003 and is bipolar disorder type 1. My book, Bipolar Bears, is a storybook for children who have a mum or dad with bipolar disorder. The book is based on a family of four polar bears. The daddy bear has bipolar disorder. Daddy bear goes through a manic episode, dragging the cubs, Artie and Sporty Bear, through a range of activities, but before they are finished, he starts the next. Daddy bear's brain is going too fast and he can't slow down to sleep. Mummy Bear takes him to hospital where the doctors give him some medication to calm Daddy Bear and he gets some much-needed rest. When Daddy Bear is feeling better, he returns home to be with his loving family. The book also includes a definition of bipolar disorder and some websites that people can visit for more information as well. Yeah, and I've read the book and I think it explains the disease as simply and clearly as you can to a child. And what's the word you use to describe Daddy Bear's brain? Daddy Bear's brain is on a roller coaster going too fast. I want children who read Bipolar Bears to know that it's okay to know someone who has bipolar disorder and that it's not something to be afraid of. There may be times when a parent isn't quite themselves or may need some help from a doctor or may need some medication to calm their brain down if they're going too fast, but it's still okay. I was inspired to write my book, Bipolar Bears, during a manic episode after the birth of my first child in 2008. That was due to my daughter was born two and a half weeks early, so she was quite small and was in the intensive care unit. So I was feeding her every three hours. So within the first three days of her birth, I had very limited sleep, and that's what set me off on a manic episode. Ten days after her birth, I was back in hospital. And sleep is so essential for people with bipolar disorder to controlling your moods. 
I also suffered post-traumatic stress disorder with my manic episode due to previous sexual assault when I was 21 years old. Really, it was quite intense. In 1997, I was heavily involved in basketball and studying at university and it was during that year that I was sexually assaulted by someone that I knew. It took me many years to even tell anyone about it because I felt that I had somehow deserved or asked for it. Yeah, responsible because I didn't, I couldn't say no or something like that. And when I had that manic episode in 2008, the post-traumatic stress disorder came with it and it was very vivid and for the people around me it would have been quite hard because I was having flashbacks to that sexual assault and I was very scared for myself again and my daughter and thinking that someone was going to come in and get us and but from that I was able to write down all the details of the assault and actually write a report for the police so they have it on file of that offender so it was quite good for me to have that closure and have the people close to me actually know what happened and then be able to move on from that and go, okay, well, I've done what I can and I can move on. Do you think having a daughter gave you the courage to file that report? Because in the past you were afraid for yourself, but now you have brought this other life into the world. And, and it is true. You have a daughter and you don't want her to go through the same things that you went through. You want her to feel safe and loved and not have to worry about you know, sexual assault and things like that, but it's out there and it happens to people and it's important to talk about it and be able to move on from those things. What happened the next time you became pregnant? After the major manic episode, after the birth of my first child, we did speak to the team that was caring for me, my mental health, uh, about what happened if I got pregnant next time. And they said, well, we'll put something in place when that happens. So fast forward two years after Amy was born and I became pregnant with our second child. After I delivered, they moved me from a room of four people to a room just by myself. And they were very aware of me needing sleep in the first few days and making sure that they were there for me in terms of medication. I went home happy and healthy and have been stable since the birth of Tom in January 2011. In 2011, I completed a double unit for my Masters with high distinction. You have accomplished so much and you seem so happy. What are the keys to this balanced lifestyle? Healthy eating, limiting alcohol, monitoring sleep patterns and regular exercise helps greatly in keeping our mental health stable. How would you describe your support network? I'm very lucky that I have supportive friends and family who understand my condition and enable me to lead a happy and fulfilled lives. My husband knows that I like to be busy, so I'm able to study and do my exercise and all these kinds of things, but he pulls me back if he thinks I'm trying to do too much. But he also knows that I am a goal setter and I like to achieve things and he just tries to help me keep things in balance so I'm not too overwhelmed and when things are due at university and things like that, he's able to look after the kids and let me get on with my work and things like that. And my husband is also very aware of my sleep patterns and moods and we discuss these regularly to make sure that I'm, I'm balanced and stable.
conclude, Flip Switch is all about empowering people with mental illnesses to lead happy, productive lives. Sue's story is one of hope over despair. She shared some of the tools in her bipolar disorder survival kit, exercising regularly, eating healthy, and avoiding alcohol, a strong support network of family and friends, in addition to prescribed medication and therapy, are essential to fighting mood swings. If you or someone you know has survived rape or sexual assault, you can find resources at RAIN, the Rape and Incest National Network, by visiting www.rain.org. Another great resource is Pandora's Project at www.pandies.org, P-A-N-D-Y-S dot org. Remember, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs by visiting www.thebalancemind.org forward slash flip switch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at flipswitchteens. Until we meet again, this is Jessica Lynn Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to Flip Switch.